This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. An art exhibition called Domestic Bliss uh, is bringing together an artist and curator each from Malaysia and Vietnam. The exhibition is a collaboration between Ilham Gallery here in Kuala Lumpur and the Factory Contemporary Art Centre in Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. It's on until the 19th of January at Ilham Gallery. And joining me today to tell us more are the exhibition's curators, Katija Rahmat and Uyen Le. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Very well. Happy to be here. So, um, Domestic Bliss is the result of a um, of the pollination program where to to curators and to artists I believe is what it's being called how did your involvement in the showcase come about um, maybe I should start with saying a little bit about the program pollination mm-hmm. sure um, so pollination is an initiative um, started by the factory contemporary art center working with uh, various um, collaboration partners across the region you know, across Southeast Asia and it's, uh, I think it's very rare because it's um, all the funding and the support, um, artistically speaking, um, comes from the region. Whereas before, you know, most of this, uh, most of the similar programs were initiated by the Goethe Institute, other Japan foundations, you know, so from outsiders. And it seeks to um, enhance and support active curators and artist networks within the region mm. in order to create a support system um, so that, you know, we can together uh, develop the landscape. Mm. And Uyen, you um, are actually attached to the Factory Contemporary Arts Centre. Yes, I am. I'm right. a curatorial assistant at the factory at the moment. Right. And how did you come on board, Katija? Um, I think based on my previous experience working with Ilham, uh, so technically I am a freelance curator for Ilham right now yeah and uh, tell me a little bit about each of your own backgrounds as curators what are your specific areas of interests and specialization um, well I think I'm a little less conventional in the sense that this is a sort of a learning curve for me as it's because it's my second project um, but I, I think I'm starting off just trying to understand what the word curator means from a Malaysian context because currently it's still so nascent. I think people kind of still understand curation as, you know, a, a set of administrative tasks. So essay writing, theme organizing, <laughs> grouping art <laughs> together. Uh, so I want to see, I'm using this um, space now, this lovely platform as a way of experimenting. Like, How do we situate curation from a very Malaysian perspective mm. to answer Malaysian questions? Um, so as I do it, I guess I'll find out when, what that is. <laughs> yeah. And Uyen, what about you? Do you have a specific focus when it comes to your curation? I do, actually. But um, what Kat was saying pretty much resonates with the situation that m- I think many of us find familiar. You know, like this exploration of the word curator or exploring what curatorial work actually means. Because also in Vietnam, um, some there are some curators... Or curatorial work is often considered as hanging, mm. writing an introduction and then grouping art and then hanging. Um, so I think that's what all of us or many of us in uh, curators in Vietnam are still exploring. But I do have a focus. I mean, I my previous background was actually in politics, um, conflict to be uh, specific. And so um, I'm very much interested in the kind of uh, narratives, personal narratives, micro-histories that are often rendered 
uh, absent in the mainstream narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I've been doing, you know, working with artists who somehow shed light onto those stories. Mm. And I, I would add that one of the privileges of working on Polynesian has been that it's really forced me to think regionally. So not just in terms of the Malaysian situation, which is a necessary thing to address, but just having conversations with Uyen constantly over the year makes me realize that, you know, we share a lot of similarities mm. um, and our questions are in parallel. So it helps give me a added complexity to the questions and the context. So that's kind of lovely about pollination. So how has your desire to not just question for yourself what curation might mean, but also to change perceptions of what curation is, how has that fed into the work you're doing with Domestic Bliss? Well, I think even the responsibility of choosing an artist um, follows certain, I think, biases. Ideally, in a perfect world, the, the curator shouldn't be led by just his or her interests but um, you're definitely led by a certain urgency to specific questions so um, the task of finding out what the curator should do uh, is in the urgency of what questions the artists will pose so that's sort of been the benchmark for me yeah yeah and I think like Kat mentioned in the beginning of our conversation today how we um, start um with the artists from the very beginning, right? So um, it's just uh, quite... I think it's quite rare because usually when curators approach an artist, maybe the artist has already finished a work or already has an idea and then you develop the ideas together and then realise the productions and the exhibition. But I think with this, it's more like, okay, this is the programme. This is a platform for us to do whatever we want and to experiment. Mm. So let's discuss what we want to do. And I think that's also a different approach to um, most of the curatorial works that are taking place at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think typically the curator is sort of custodian to the external world of the artist. Mm. Typically, like what, what happens in this space and how do you make sure the ideas that they want uh, are enhanced in that space. But because you start from the very germ of an idea, it gets the, the territories get a bit murkier, mm. I think, uh, because you start talking from a conceptual level. Yes. And sometimes some artists are not like very discursively led. So these are sort of the ter- the terrains that we have to go through, which which has been also, I think, very rare, but uh, beneficial for our own individual experiences. So pollination was deliberately designed to be that, that from the beginning, the curator and the artist would sort of work on this, um, th- the exhibition together? I think the framework is rather, well, relatively loose, you know, mm-hmm. as in like, it depends on the chosen curators for each year or each uh, edition to determine how they understand the platform Mm -hmm. and how they want to go forward with it. Um, I think last year was the first year that Pollination was um, well started. Right, you guys are the second batch. Yes, mm-hmm. we're the yeah. second batch. Um, so um, the artists and the curators from last year's edition, they started from somewhere already and mm. somehow they shared very similar interests. And so that was... Uh, you know, a lucky draw, really. <laughs> um, but I think this year, Kat and I, from the very beginning, we um, wanted to try something a little bit different. Mm. And also we wanted to work with artists who are in a way still emerging, as in still finding their ground in Absolutely. their artistic practice. And so d- developing a body of work together may be a good way to um, explore. Mm. Yeah. 
I think that's a great time to uh, actually ask you who the artists are. So there's one Malaysian artist and one Vietnamese artist. Would you guys like to introduce them? Uh, yeah, so I'm working with Izan Arif, who has been practicing for about 10 years now. Uh, he is a graduate from MIA, the Malaysian Institute of Art, and he focuses on, well, his past works have been more like uh, installations, um, modular installation, uh, but this time it's a strong focus on drawing and uh, dioramas. What drew you to wanting to um, exhibit his work for this exhibition? Well, it was a it was a long process of looking at different works, um, but uh, I like the fact that I wanted to explore a certain. Uh, I definitely wanted to explore the dominant narrative, and I, I thought someone who represented that would be a good um, person to speak on these issues. Uh, and so, when you say dominant narrative, do you mean of Malaysia? Yes, yeah. yes, okay. that's right. And um, I also wanted someone who was exploring. Uh, Things at a more like exploring regional questions, just taking local questions and bringing them regionally. And I was intrigued by Izat's work at his residency at the Nanyang Tech uh, University in um, Singapore. So I thought, oh, this is very interesting that where he's going in terms of maturity. And I thought, oh, let's use the next nine months to push that. Mm. Yeah. And Uyen, who's the Vietnamese artist? Um, so his name is uh, Hoang Minh Duc. We usually go by calling him with his uh, with his first name, which is Duc. And he graduated from the Vietnam University of Fine Arts in Hanoi. But he's he currently lives in Melbourne in Australia at the moment. And it's really interesting because he had a six, seven year, almost seven years break. Mm. So he didn't make much art. And he's known primarily as a performance artist. Um, and performance art has a very kind of unique um, and strong stance in Vietnamese contemporary art, particularly the art landscape in the north of Vietnam. And he's known for his uh, durational work, which often references very local objects and gestures and behaviours. And I think that's what I like about Duc because in a way he can be considered as a hyper-local artist, an intuitive one. Um, not very discursive, you know, mm -hmm. but... Um, very interesting, and he brings something to the table because he um, has that very unique sense of locality and sensibility. And I thought if we could somehow um, contextualize it and bring it to a regional or even international conversation, that would be nice. Mm. Well, we do need to take a quick break, but when we come back, I really want to hear more about this idea of domestic bliss itself and how it's being translated into the art. I'm speaking with curators Khatija Rahmat and Uyen Le, who are curating an exhibition called Domestic Bliss, which brings together an artist each from Malaysia and Vietnam. The exhibition is on until the 19th of January at Ilham Gallery. We'll be back after a short break. You're listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. I'm speaking with art curators Katija Rahman and Uyen Le, who are curating an exhibition called Domestic Bliss, which brings together an artist each from Malaysia and Vietnam. The exhibition is on until the 19th of January at Ilham Gallery and features Malaysian artist Izat Arif and Vietnamese artist Huang Min Duc. Um, so Khadija and um, Uyan, before the break, you guys explained the works, the kind of work the, these two artists do. Um, the theme of the show is called Domestic Bliss. I'm curious as to how each of these artists have interpreted that theme in their works. I should probably start by speaking for the both of us to yeah. say that in a way, both uh, Izad and Duke are quite hyper-local. 
and they sort of explore. I think they share the, the shared theme is definitely about belonging. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, they're very different artists, but Yuzat uh, explores it at a more uh, macro level about the, the national narrative, and uh, Duke explores it from a more personal, experiential, mm. experiential level. Right, because the word domestic could mean both mm. home in a very personal sense, yeah. Yeah. but also home in a national sense, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, was that some of the reasoning behind how that theme was developed in the first place? Yes. I mean, we definitely allowed them the time to uh, grow their art, and mm. we didn't really know for a while how they would harmonize eventually. Mm. Um, but that's the sort of obvious patterns that we saw. Yeah, but also in the title, you also see the word bliss, right? Yes. yes. That's kind of like an ironic comment yes. on this whole um you know, journey really, because as the artists uh, explore their their ideas and also you know different themes a little bit deeper, then I think not just the artists, but I feel like the curators as well realize that you know it's near impossible to really reach that blissful state because, <laughs> yes. like, I mean, um, with Doug, for example, as a Vietnamese living in diaspora then it's just juggling and negotiating between different identities, between different cultural currents. You know, it creates that very stressful um, situation. And and there's this longing for um, a sense of belonging, longing for a home, um, and this pressure of having to make do with whatever that you have. Mm. Mm, I mean, bliss is that rarefied goal that everybody shares exactly. um, and sort of unifies even in, in terms of nationhood, in terms of the narratives we have. The goal is this sort of impossible bliss, I think, that we never <laughs> reach and attain. And that's sort of what measures the work in a way yeah. that mm. we don't achieve that and what makes the work kind of complex. Mm. Um, yeah. The exhibition itself, um, of course, as we talked about earlier, is a result of the, the pollination program, which um, you know brings together both Vietnam and Malaysia institutions as well as artists and curators. Um, did it start off with the theme or did the theme develop along the way? Meaning, were they asked to respond to the theme, the artists? No, I no. think the theme developed along Absolutely, the way. Absolutely, organically. I exactly. Think, yeah. It just started with us first having our conversations about yeah. how we want the program to be, you know, where we want to take ourselves and um, who are the artists that we want to work with, you yeah. know, who are yeah. our partners in crimes. And then somehow, while we were exploring each other's interests and discussing some of the ongoing issues and themes that we face with on a daily basis the you know the the exhibition's ideas just kind of emerged absolutely i mean one good thing that you can't really see in the exhibition that the pollination program does is it actually builds a lot of trust so uh what pollination does is it sends uh Uyentis to be in kl and i'll be the host and then i'll come to vietnam visit ho chi minh and uh and, and hanoi and then we have this sort of bond uh, it's this inevitable bond where we are able to understand each other's perspectives on art. And from there, we build that trust. Even though when we work separately, we kind of have that foundation of what we, what our tastes are, what our goals are. So it's easier to talk across that. Yeah. yeah, and I think that trust is really important because I feel like for many of the uh, Southeast Asian art scenes, you know, the very early days, you know, in its dawn day, mm. contemporary art emerged from this friendship and trust. Mm. And I think as a Southeast Asian program, it's also allow us to really travel and understand each other because there's been so many misunderstandings, mm. also uh, preconceptions, you know, about, you know, what Malaysians 
uh, or what Vietnamese or what yes. Thai, you know, are like. And, yeah. And, and in they, way, yeah. they give a significant amount of time so that, you know, there are certain things that you can't read just from text, but you have to experience. And so a lot of that is sort of read into when she introduces me to Vietnamese artists. Mm. You have that context with you that makes it quite special. So do you, Khadija, primarily, or did you primarily work with Izat and then um, Uyen, you worked with Duke, or was there also um, curation of each other, um, you know, sort of a cross-cultural curation going on? Well, we definitely, because of the nature of how start, things start, because it's from the idea, we did develop greater intimacy with our respective artists. Um, and I think we shared more about space, about con- contextualizing and situating things together, and a lot of mutual commiserations. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, well, we can't really um, not admit that there's also language barriers. Yes, you know? yes. People from true. different countries, you yeah. know, you don't always speak the same language at the same level of fluency. Mm. And also there's, uh, like, you know, Kat said before, there's this trust that you can't just, and immediately with yes. a stranger who don't share yes. a lot of the cultural intimacy that you have. Yeah. So I think it's uh, for it, it works better that way. But also, we keep each other in the loop for every thing. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think was that? And I mean, it's the artist curator relationship because art making is so personal. Yeah. Uh, it's very hard to develop that across across countries I think yeah. so we sort of trust that we will create that individual yeah exactly that. like you said it's very intimate and personal so having that physical contact so mm. working closely with one person is also important mm-hmm. to allow you know the work to uh, develop yeah so what are the works that we'll be seeing in Domestic Bliss yeah um, so uh, I think the exhibitions it's almost divided into two wings now mm. huh? In space-wise, uh, yeah. Yeah, space-wise. I think for Duke, uh, and Kat can tell a little bit more about Izat's work. So for Duke, um, he, again, he works primarily with performance. So there will be two live performances, which uh, will be well-documented. And then it will be installed in the space uh, uh, post-performance. And there's one video work, which also uh, recorded one of his uh, performance that he did with uh um, his family members in Melbourne, back in Melbourne. Mm. So. And Izzat? Uh, for Izzat, it will be a collection of uh, drawings and dioramas, but um, exploring the idea of building nationhood, um, you know, kind of harking back to our love for mega projects the last few decades <laughs> and exploring what it means to, to be in a nation that's obsessed about the future. And now that the future, so to speak, is kind of wrapping up what's after that. So exploring those themes. Yeah, yeah. But I think what is really nice about the two artists is even though they are very different, but when you see the exhibitions, you do see this very kind of calm, quiet and blissful Yes, uh, visually, you know, like so yeah. somehow. Yeah, um, what's remarkable is that despite them not really communicating, the aesthetic is, blends well seamlessly. Mm-hmm. There's this, uh, both have a natural inclination to um, very uh, minimalist. minimalist aesthetics. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite excited to... Have everyone see it. (laughs) (laughs) What do the works gain from being seen together rather than separately? I think it puts, uh, like, uh, it puts the whole, you know, domestic in context, you know, Um, with Duke exploring a very kind of intimate and personal and internal 
um, examinations of what it means and is that looking at a bigger picture um, exploring how the self looks at the larger national narrative mm. and I think that kind of allows you to see different angles mm -hmm. into how we may perceive um, this um, sense of domesticity yeah, and I also mean, yeah. home you know the idea of home additionally I think and you can correct me if I'm wrong but We've inherited a lot of demarcations from the West, you know. So when we talk about Southeast Asian mm. art, it's, oh, this is Thai art and this is Indonesian art. And I think this is one of those rare instances where you can see a seamless representation of just how complex, um, you know, the region can be, but how unified they can also be mm. uh, and kind of just defy those little borders. Oh, absolutely. Mm. I think that's uh, that has uh, been in our conversations yes. from the yeah. very... Uh, beginning as well. Yeah. Mm. So it's a rare look, I think, into what we what sort of uh, partnerships can happen in the region. Yeah. Right. Um, in an exhibition like this, how important is it um, for both you as curators as well as um, the artists to kind of foreground that idea of being Malaysian or being Vietnamese? Mm. I personally think that burden is sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, baggage. I, I don't think it's mm. necessary. I think it's nicer to just see Uh, what the connections and juxtapositions that can naturally happen, um, and although there, and although there are already like uh, clear demarcations in terms of the space being in Malaysia, etc. Mm. Um, I personally like the idea of people having questions when they come in and leaving with a new set of questions and enjoying and trusting that they'll have an exploratory process. Mm. Yeah, I don't think that was um, uh, very evident in our. You know, these questions of Malaysian artists mm. and Vietnamese artists. I don't think it was there, which is we are two people working with two other people. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I think a lot of what is that is exploring. You know, I think many nations in Southeast Asia, and not just Southeast Asia, you know, mm -hmm. post-1945, mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, the countries now are, are newly formed. Mm. And so we all experience more or less, you know, to varying degree and varying extent, you know, this idea of nationhood, who we are mm -hmm. and what we do, uh, how do we move forward. And I think that's found in both of the artists, you know, in very different ways. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what has been the most fulfilling um, aspect of curating this show for each of you? I think for me, and, and again, I think I probably say this in every single interview <laughs> but, um, or conversation, I think it's the friendship and the trust because for me, in my own personal practice, That is really important. That's how uh, we built the contemporary art scene in Vietnam and that's how we managed to sustain it, is the support. And knowing that um, we're doing this together mm, mm. and that you're not alone and that there is something worth exploring, you know, not just from a local perspective, then I think that kind of uh, drive uh, keeps you going and very rewarding. Mm. Mm, I, can't, I can't agree more, I think. I mean... It's definitely been the best part of the experience. But there's so many levels of um, gratification in this. I mean, before I sat down with Izat on our project, I definitely wanted him to give me um, measures of what he felt would be progress. I wanted him to leave with something and, and knowing that he's, his work has really matured, has been really you know, gratifying as well and developing these networks and having this regional perspective. So it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes the artists need it too, you know, because quite often they are alone in their studio. Yeah. Um, not alone, alone, but uh, it's, it's good for them to talk with someone mm. and to uh, 
uh, verbalize their Absolutely. internal thoughts uh, yeah. and processes and allowing them a platform through which they can do work, they can do more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And finally, what do you hope that people visiting the exhibition take away from, from it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, actually. Uh, it's uh, Actually, it's a very difficult question for me, but it's worth uh, thinking about it. I think what I hope to do is, you know, people come out of the exhibitions with questions, mm. you know, and reflections on, well, maybe not just themselves, but even people that they randomly come across because um, that's what... Because I do feel that the exhibitions, it's not uh, its not overly literal. So it's up for a lot of interpretations and visitors can take away, um, you know, some fragments of it and interpret it in their... Um, you know, as their own narrative. Mm. I That's what I hope, I think, because I do think that questions or the ability to come up with questions is very important and it's more exciting, you know. Mm. I definitely hope that the Malaysian visitors will start thinking about the po- the possibilities of what curation can mean mm-hmm. uh, and to think about curation as more than just a, a simple task. Um and I want, I would like any visitor to really think about the sort of possibilities, the kind of non-Western narratives that can, you know, happen when you work with um, partners you never really think about. I think. Yeah. yeah, but also I think personally, as Duke's curator, mm. for example, um, then I do hope because his work is very personal. I do hope that somehow um, visitors can feel. Uh, moved or mm. can can sense a, some mm. sort of emotional level from it and i think that's what art does mm. I mean, it it does it it allows you to ask questions and it touches you in various ways mm. yeah. that's a great note to end that on i think <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much katija thank you uh, uyen thanks so much thank you so much I've been speaking with curators Katija Rahman and Uyen Le about their exhibition called Domestic Bliss, happening at Ilham Gallery until the 19th of January. The show brings together the works of Malaysian artist Izat Arif and Vietnamese artist Huang Min Duk. For more information, visit ilhamgallery.com. If you've missed any part of this interview or any previous front row segments, you can download the podcasts on bfm.my, on our BFM app or on Spotify. You've been listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.